Welcome, friend, to the trifecta of joy. What is the trifecta? Awareness, befriending your inner critic, and raising your vibe. This podcast is about you, your life, your adventure, and how to live it juicy. Our podcast is brought to you by Perfectly Imperfect Life Coaching. Download your free joy guide at www.freejoybook.com. A gift from us to you. Again, www.freejoybook.com. I'm your host, Tanya Gill. But really, we're in this together. Connected, sharing, and adventuring through life. So let's do it with joy. Hello, my beautiful friends. I'm so happy that Caitlin and I are going to be able to share with you today. Um, We have been running the Shine program, and there have been lots of interesting conversations that have come up within the Shine program about why have I waited so long, and how come I'm at this point in my life, and everything on the outside seems like it's shiny and good, but on the inside... I feel like there's something missing. Caitlin, I'm, you know, I I see you nodding your head. Like, what are your thoughts? You're a lot younger than I am. I'm 48. You're seven in a few days. Yep. 27 (laughs) in in a short few days. Absolutely. Oh my God. And the first podcast we recorded together was on my birthday last year. Happy (laughs) almost podcast anniversary. Happy almost podcast anniversary. Um, I think it's really interesting. And I, my heart just automatically went to one of our clients that said like, people really view me as this, but my insides feel so, such, so opposite to how my outsides are viewed and aligning that inside feeling to the outside is so important. And, um, my, I think there's just the right time is when you choose, but the earlier, the better, you know what I mean? So that's what I feel very called to inspire all ages, but I'm, I am pushing for the, for the women around my age to get in line with themselves and have their outsides and their insides match. Right. And, you know, and, and the funny thing about that inside outside match thing that is, is interesting about this program and about shine itself And this is why we're, you know, we're both so passionate is that it's not about fucking weight loss. Weight loss is often a side effect, but it's not about weight loss. The thing about matching your insides and your outsides is that the world can actually seem really shiny, especially when we're in service to so many other people all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And we can actually dissociate from ourselves. We can actually disconnect from ourselves. And then what we do is we start to use these, I'm just going to call them games. And the games are games that we cling to based on old stories or based on what society's telling us that then make us believe that our worth is somehow tied to our body size or the way we dress, or how much we weigh. Mm-hmm. And also, it can also go to, um, we're only worthy when we're in service of others. Right, right. And, and that's, and that is so freaking dangerous. Mm-hmm. 
right? And 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 it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's it's so easy to fall into being in the service of others and and keeping everything shiny on the outside and then finding that the the solution must be and this is always the thing, right? The solution must be well, I just need to diet and exercise and get this like control. Mm-hmm. Once I have this diet and exercise control, everything will start to feel aligned inside and outside. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes too, and it's so messed up. Like if I'm thin and beautiful and I have control, people will start to quote service me as well. Like I won't always have to be the one taking care of everyone. People will start taking care of me as well because when I'm in control, maybe they'll see that I'm taking care of myself, quote, 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 unquote, and they will want to nurture that. But are you actually taking care of yourself? Are you actually in control when you're being so rigid? Well, and that rigidity is is such a slippery slope, right? Like, I mean, how many times have people started the Monday diet? All right? the time. I mean, I'm the, I, I used to be the queen of the Monday diet, Right. As soon as my fingers touched that salty chip on Saturday, free for all, because I was going to start again on Monday. And, mm-hmm. and in the meantime, scarf down the chips and feel like an asshole to myself, speak shit to myself. And then I'd be scrolling on my phone, comparing myself to all these other people who apparently have their shit together. And, you know, that inner critic just like went deeper and darker and meaner and harder and it just didn't serve mm-hmm. yeah and I think something what people need to realize too is that like well we are starting to figure it out like there's definitely days like take yesterday for example I was so exhausted my body was craving sugar I had some chocolates and my mind did go to one second where it was like well you should just finish the bag you're having them anyway And then my other part was like, but you've had a couple. How do you feel about it? Did you enjoy it? Are you satisfied? Do you actually need that bag? No. And I walked away. I actually, if I'm being really honest, I put it in the farthest, darkest corner of my pantry so that when I did open it again, I didn't see them right away. But I walked away and that's what worked for me yesterday. So, you know, like we're human. It's still a very natural instinct, but I think a lot of it too is um, creating practices to kind of be more mindful about it. Totally. And and the thing is, we're wired, like we're wired. We If we know that that chocolate is going to give us that hit, it's going to feel satisfying because at some point in our lives, we learned that that was going to satisfy whatever the feeling was or whatever the craving was then they become our go-tos, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, it, and it, becomes, it becomes so ingrained in us that we actually don't even notice that we're we're doing it until sometimes we're halfway or partway through. So a big piece of the reason that we talk about it being a practice and it being about self-acceptance and loving yourself is because like, like, no more hiding in the pantry, eating the bag of chocolates. Now, like, get them out with intention and fucking enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, the restriction's always going to make the consumption worse. Like if you're restricting, when you do get it, you're like, ah, I can't have it again for a whole week. Like that whole idea about cheat days absolutely just for myself personally drives me crazy because I think cheat days kind of enforce overindulgence where if we just actually have what we want every day in moderation, we're not going to have this like, I need to eat it all when we allow ourselves to finally eat it. Right, right. And and our relationships with food are really complex, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the the truth is like, I, I mean, I grew up on a farm. I grew up where you always cleared your plate, and you know, and the 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 big treats were like grandma's cookies. And if there was baking in the house, it was a race to eat as much as you could because otherwise it would be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also grew up using food to kind of comfort myself when I was feeling fearful or lonely. And so it became, these are habits, right? And these are things that become a part of us that are so natural that we don't even realize they're happening for us, right? And so it's building that awareness and recognizing where these, like, it's it's not like, it's not getting tethered to the why, right? It's not getting tethered to the, like, why am I obsessed with, because we like to do that. That's the game. That's the data game. Why am I obsessed with eating at like, whatever it is? Why am I obsessed with eating crackers? Okay. okay. Like I'll use that one. Right. Mm-hmm. Why am I obsessed with eating crackers? And I could, you know, go back to, oh, well, you know what? Like when I was a kid, I used to come home from school and I used to have cheese and crackers as a snack every day. I could go into all that whole big story. Or I could just be like, I am now in a place where I still eat cheese and crackers because I love cheese and crackers and apple. Those three things to me go together. Mm. So beautiful, right. Um, and I love myself enough to pay attention to feed myself well and pay attention to when I'm hungry and when I'm full and allow myself to enjoy it instead of it being almost that process of punishing myself further because it was something that I was not supposed to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting you talked about how you grew up and how your story around food with your family, something for me was dinner was done in like five minutes flat. Like, I swear you didn't get to breathe while you ate. It was like, hurry up and get it done. And so I think for me, that really came a lot into my adulthood as well, where like me and my husband will sit down for dinner and it's done. If we go out to a restaurant, it's done. We both are like that. Now there's more awareness though, and enjoyment in eating. And I think also when we talk about our hunger cues and knowing when you're hungry and you're full, if you eat your food in five minutes flat, how are you ever supposed to decide if any part of that, if you were full, like you just have it in your body, you had to clear your plate and it had to be done in five minutes. Now I'll like eat half, sit there, see how it feels. Do I want some more? I'll have some more. Wow. This is really delicious. Like having that awareness around your meals and taking your time has really made such a positive impact for me because when I'm full, it's done. And 
then when what's left on the plate becomes an option, mm-hmm. right? It's like, do I want to save this as a uh, lunch for tomorrow or do, does it go in the bin? Does it, is it garbage? Um, and you know what? Like we've even had clients who like made their goal to leave some bites on their plate because it was something that was so deeply ingrained on them. And so they, I, I just love this. She saved her bites and put them in Ziplocs in her freezer. And in one month, she had three large Ziplocs full of food in her freezer. And she was like, this is the amount of, and like her words were shit, that I was mindlessly shoveling in and not really paying attention to my own needs. Mm -hmm. And, and so for her, it was the awareness of like, this was a way of her showing herself that she could love and trust herself. She didn't have to shovel it in. And then she felt this sense of pride because she was recognizing that she was changing her relationship with food. Right. And, and the cool thing is, and this is, I guess, maybe, well, we should talk a little bit about, we've been running the program for a while now, and it's been incredible. And, Mm -hmm. and the shine program and the sisterhood. Oh, it's the best. Oh my God. I love my, I love my girls. I call them my girls. I know they're not my girls, but like my shiny gals, whenever I go out for a meeting, I'm going to go see my shiny gals. And I'm like, I'm going to the shine sisterhood. And, and every time I, every time I walk out of those meetings and, and, and see my family, they know how happy it makes me personally to see how beautifully these women are transforming their own lives Mm -hmm. and making really intentional decisions in their lives. And the funny Mm -hmm. thing about it is, is that the food and exercise part is really just about paying attention. The Mm -hmm. rest of it is where the magic comes because it really is about leaning into self-love and loving yourself along the way, instead of that obsession of comparison or the obsession of restriction or the, you know, the, that, that, that grittiness that we're taught that we aren't worthy of loving ourselves and sometimes not even worthy of receiving love until some magic thing happens. Mm -hmm. I think that's um, how we grew up. Like that's what our society is. That's all of the images up as until late. I feel like there is a giant shift on social media right now and it is bringing so much joy to my soul. But growing up, all you see is Weight Watchers, Atkins. I'm trying to think of any other ones, but like all these advertisements for fitness equipment, diet regimes, like all of that stuff is just thrown in your face from like age, whatever, until I feel like it's starting to slowly break down now. So we'll say it's been at least a good 27 years of it. And so like, I'm in grade eight with terrible body dysmorphia because all I see around me are advertisements for having to be a very small stick figure. And that's just not who I was. And so there was something wrong with me. But 
I think there's something really wrong with society. Well, and, and, you know, the, the interesting thing about that, that is so alarming is that statistically speaking, 13 year old girls on average, are you ready for this? 53% of 13 year old girls struggle with body image. And that number goes all the way up to 78% by the time they're 17. And so like, you know, we talk about the legacy of self-love. We talk about, we talk about, you know, we are here to create a legacy of self-love by reinforcing trust in yourself through all of our programs. Mm-hmm. It's all about that legacy of self-love by reinforcing trust in yourself. And, and I'm not saying that people don't trust themselves. No, it, it really is about making sure you're taking care of you, paying attention to you. And in my case, the the way that shine was born was I burnt out and I was like, well, I've done every diet and this must be another reason to start another diet. And then I was like, oh my God. I don't have the space and the capacity for the rigidity of the diet and the exercise that I once did. So maybe I should try love. Maybe I should try love. And I started putting the pieces of the love together. And as the pieces started coming together, it was like, oh my God, something is happening. And then what is so amazing is it was just months later that you came to me and said, like, I'm struggling and I I need to figure this out. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But what's interesting, and I, I feel like you know this, but like maybe I haven't explicitly said it is I came to you needing a solution for my weight issues because my weight issues were making me so miserable. And then you were like, let's try some goddamn love. And here I am sitting here around the same weight as when we started. It's going down slowly. I will say that. (laughs) Um, And I love myself so much. And I love my body the way it is so much. And it's such a shift because I did start it like I need this to be my weight loss solution. I am done. I'm miserable. I hate myself. I hate my body. And you were just like, let's sprinkle some love. Let's sprinkle some trust. Let's try a little bit of this, you know? And that's what's worked for me. And it's worked for me in the the like trust and love. And yeah, I just I love myself so much for how I am. Period. That's period. And I think that's actually what is so cool about the shine sisterhood is we actually make setting weight loss goals an option. Mm -hmm. And because the tools are there, the tools are there, but it is an option because we've, we've come from this culture of obsession of it. Right. And so we've, that culture of obsession has been like, there is weight stigma. There is like social media stuff. You know, and and the truth is that we also come with tr- trauma, right? You were talking mm-hmm. about clear your plate in five minute trauma, and and you know that's that that's a little t trauma. Some people have big t trauma, but 
but we all come from all these different places and starting with the love is the most important part Mm -hmm. because this is your one life. It is. And why do you want to go through your one life being so miserable in yourself that all you want to do is change right? instead of embracing your wonderful being. And then once you start embracing your wonderful being in my mind, you just keep leveling up after that. (laughs) That's exactly it. Once you start, that's exactly it. Because once you start embracing your wonderful being and, and, and that's the thing, right? At first it can feel sticky, but, but you start to build momentum. And once you start to embrace that wonderful being, it's like, you want to take better care of yourself. You love and respect yourself differently and more. And it's interesting how people, when you, when you really start tapping into that power and reigniting that power of self-loving yourself, it does create legacy because it affects the relationships around you. Mm-hmm. And like you always say, I sprinkle stardust or, or, or pixie dust wherever I go, fairy dust wherever I go. But that's kind of part of it, right? It's that it is a legacy. Mm-hmm. It's that ability to share it. And that is so damn powerful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is. I love when people are like, okay, things are changing. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, let me put some sunshine on you. I'm on it. Let's talk about it. You need some love. <laughs> like nothing's well, better. And it's hilarious though, right? Because people are like, okay, you know what? Like the whole world is talking about self-love right now. And mm-hmm. it's like, doesn't like what, what makes, what makes self-love so powerful or so different or like, why, why would, why would, why like here, a legit question? Why would, why would I invest in a program with you versus Weight Watchers or, you know, some, Atkins or, you know, whatever Sally down the road is selling out of the drop bottles, you know, to help you magically transform your life. And, and you know what, like what I've learned in my journey is that I've been, I've done the yo-yo. I've been so many different weights at so many different points in my life. At my heaviest, I was 275 pounds. When I started this, I call it the self-love experiment is how it's kind of started. Um, I was 227 pounds. And I know that because I was obsessed with the scale. Mm-hmm. I, I actually don't know what I weigh right now. I haven't weighed in weeks because all that is, is telling me about a gravitational number. And what matters is how I feel, how I feel in my body. And how I feel about myself and my worth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's where the magic is, right? It doesn't matter what the scale really says, but we do, we do start to show up for ourselves in different ways. Mm-hmm. There's no question. And the more you love yourself, and this is what I love, the, and this is what we get, have the privilege of seeing all the time is the more people love themselves, they, the more they step into 1% change 
and keep seeing the accumulation of that 1% change and how it builds momentum and how prioritizing themselves for five minutes a day actually like changes a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It is just such a small amount of time, but I also find that when you give yourself that small amount of time, you're like, I can sprinkle in a couple extra minutes here. Oh, that felt good. A little more time for you here. Well, that felt good. And you just start really, really showing up for yourself and choosing to choose you. And I think that is something that's been such an important lesson for me is that I chose for a long time to choose everybody but me. And now I'm intentionally choosing myself. And it feels really, really good. So, okay, so let's talk about that. Because Choosing yourself means making choices to move your bodies in ways that feel good. Mm -hmm. Choosing yourself means, these are things I know about you, right? Choosing yourself means choosing to hang out and read for a couple of hours, hours. (laughs) right? Instead of, and like, and let's be honest, instead of house cleaning or something else, right? Making it an actual priority for you, right? Mm -hmm recognize that these are things that are important to you and that are nurturing for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And so does that impact the relationships in your life when you're prioritizing yourself? Yes. In the best way possible in that when I choose me, I'm taken care of and I'm happy and I can give my time more intentionally to the people around me I can be more present in that instead of kind of dreading that time with them not because they're bad people but like you know when you're so burnt out and exhausted you're like I don't want to go do this I want to sit on the couch and be a potato but sitting on a couch being a potato might some days it might fill your cup that might be exactly what you need but other days that just might add to that bad feeling so when you're choosing to do things for you then you have a lot more space to be intentional and present with your people. And so it actually does spread the light, mm-hmm. right? And that's the thing. Like people feel it. People feel it when you are present and intentional with them. Yes. And you never know how that's going to show up. I literally just had this conversation with a client. She got a job because she chose to be present in a conversation months ago, months ago. And they had no connection between. And she just got, she had a phone call and was offered a job on the spot because of that conversation months ago but they made a mention about how present and how heard they felt in that conversation like it makes such an impact and you never know when that impact when you're going to see that impact but it is always going to show up again right right and so and and so presence is such an important piece of 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 creating self-love too because it's choosing to be present with others and making the choice to be present with yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. And so, and so, and so, and so, you and I have had extensive conversation about this. And our extensive conversation has been that we have generally run this as a 12-week program where we take enrollment and then we stay with that group. Mm-hmm. And what we've realized, and and this was, and this is something that you talked very passionately about. So I will let you talk passionately 
about why we've decided to turn it into ongoing enrollment? So for me, the piece that I'm super passionate about is if you decide you're ready and then you have to wait three months until we're taking our next enrollment, you're going to go find something else. You're not going to be excited about it. You're not going to want to do it in three months. We want to be here for you when you're ready because that's like just what we go by. Let us believe in you until you believe in yourself. Let us be here for you when you're ready. So when you're ready, we're ready for you. Yeah. Yeah. And and see, I'm getting a little bit choked up. I think we've all had that experience where we're like, I'm looking for something. I know it needs to be different. I don't know what it is for sure. I'm scared. I'm nervous. It feels weird to say that I'm at this point in my life and I don't even know if I love myself. I don't even know if I'm connected to myself. I don't even know who I am. Or every diet and exercise and trainer and drop and magic pill has failed me and I feel like a piece of shit. You know, like people are there. We know people are there and we ourselves have been there. And And it's okay. And it's okay. And it's okay. And there's a gentler way forward. And we don't want you to stay there any longer. No, we don't want, like, we want you to step into the richness of your life right now. We want you to have the support and the mentoring and that sisterhood that says you're accepted where you are right now. We're in this together. And we are coming from a place of love and support and goodness and with so much grace Mm -hmm. and joy and gratitude. Like it's just, it's just like, like last night, someone said, I, I found my people Mm -hmm. and it was, and, and when, and when I hear words like that, it reminds me like, when people are looking for their people, they shouldn't have to wait. No, shouldn't have to wait at all. And it's just such a safe and caring space. And I'm going to speak to my introverts here because I'm such an extreme introvert. So a group setting sounds disgusting and terrible and scary, but it's not. It's everybody holds each other in such a respect and safe manner you could say anything and every single person in that group will have empathy and show love and be there for you no matter what you bring to the table in that group and it just feels so good to be a part of it yeah it does it really does it does it it is a sacred space it is you know and and, and we talk about it we talk about it being a sacred space where where people have the opportunity to to have some support to work through some challenges that they're working through in their lives and 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 be held in love and support and 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 encouraged to keep going one step at a time one moment at a time day to day trusting in that process of love mm-hmm. I think it is really important to remind or emphasize that like we're not here to 
throw sparkles around for an hour an evening on Thursdays like some days yeah we have the highest vibe ever and it's a party for an hour and we're all just like and sometimes too 97% of the group shows up like that and there's a three percent that is like really low vibing and you know what we're there we're gonna help hold that support that give that space and it's okay we talk real talk in those groups and we're going to be here for whatever you're showing up with on that evening. Well, and what I love too, though, is sometimes like we check in at the beginning and sometimes we do a check-in with like a number vibe from like, mm-hmm. from, you know, like, what's your mood? What's your vibe right now from, from one to five and it's, or, or from one to 10. And what is so awesome is that when we do the vibe check-in by the end, it's always higher. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just 1%. Even if it's just 1%. That's right. Right? Well, it counts. It all counts. It, it does. All Small steps. Matters. It all matters. Mm-hmm. So, so moving to that, moving to that open enrollment feels like a big step. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It feels like a big step, but it feels like an important step because and again, you know, all of the things, all of the things are about service, right? Like whether it be like the podcast is the perfect example. This is the reason we, the, the reason I created the podcast, the reason we're here right now is because we want to be able to provide accessible information to people and mm-hmm. we want it to be free and available, Right. And then I, and then I wrote the trifecta of joy so that people could have something in their hands to refer to. And, and then we have programs and shine is not the only program we have. We have other programs, right? Um, Mm -hmm. trifecta of joy Academy is coming very, very soon. And, you know, so there, we have other things, but at the end, and, and we do coach people individually Mm -hmm. and so you know it there are so many different ways that we want and we choose to show up ultimately in service Mm -hmm. the reason I want to talk about ultimately in service is because before we recorded this podcast you shared with me that you had just had your final session with one of your clients Mm -hmm. and you were feeling the 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 how you described your experience was you were feeling so proud. Mm-hmm. Do you want to elaborate on what that means for you as a coach? I feel super emotional right now, but I do. There's just no better feeling. <laughs> there really isn't a better feeling than I started coaching with her at the beginning of November, and we're almost at the end of February, and just seeing what can happen in that amount of time and sharing that journey with someone and having those conversations and knowing like every conversation we have we're creating together little one percent changes that can happen and then the weeks apart she's going out and she's doing them and then she comes back and she lets me know how they are going and then just seeing the overall arc of growth and sitting down today and discussing it and celebrating that I don't think there's a better feeling in the world. Like I am so proud of that growth for her. Like she chose to show up for herself. 
at each of those sessions and all the time in between. And it just makes me so happy to be a part of someone's journey and a part of helping them show up for themselves. And that's where the magic and the transformation happens, right? Like, which is why as coaches, it kind of becomes an emotional thing. Totally. Every time I have a final session with a client, it is both a celebration. And and it's funny because in the social work world, we called it termination. And so it's like terminating the relationship. I can't stand that word, first of all. No, Uh, but please use celebrating like for coaching. We're going to be celebrating. It is. It is celebrating. It is celebrating. And it's celebrating the success that people, our clients are choosing to step into and pour into their lives, Mm -hmm. like their choices, their decisions. We get to mentor them and guide them to like, to reinforce that light Mm -hmm. and for them to trust it. And, you know, like you started in November and you finished now. So that's like over like about four months ish, right. Or maybe it was like three ish, depending on when, but whatever the case may be, you know, in that time you had the opportunity to support someone in some magical growth and transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it is such a rewarding experience for me and to sit at the end of a conversation and hear how it felt for my client was, it was rewarding for me, but like in a, like a, I'm just so happy for her. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not about me. I'm so stoked for her and what she got out of it. Like, that's what's amazing. I'm so proud and so excited to hear all the things she got out of it. Well, and, and that's like, that is the, like, that's exactly it. Right. Because transformation happens at people's own pace. Totally. They can, they can choose a group program and do a group program, which then, you know, has a lot, lot more structure to it. There's modules and those kinds of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's coming together as a group, but then there's the individual coaching. And when you do the individual coaching, it's so client focused that everything becomes about the direction they want to go, mm-hmm. why it matters to them, and then creating a plan that feels loving and safe and trusting to move forward into. And, and then, and then the transformation begins. You see the love, you see them trusting themselves, you see them stepping into their lives, you see them making the 1% changes and you see them adding up. And then every single time it's like, wow, 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 wow. And those aren't your words. It's theirs. That's like Mm -hmm. the best. I love it. Because the more they're realizing, the more their world's opening up. And you know, it, it takes courage. And I, and that's one of the other things that I, I really want to honor and recognize that whether it is joining a program like Shine, Mm-hmm. or whether it's reaching out for coaching um it, it it does take courage it takes it takes an ability to trust 
that first of all, someone else is going to believe in you until you believe in yourself, if that's where you're at. And also to trust that whatever the stories you've had in the past can be let go of, and you can create a new story for yourself now, right? And you can live in a vibration and in a frequency that feels nurturing and good and like juicy, 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 juicy. I always come back to the word juicy. I love it though. Cause it's true. And it just feels like just the right, just the right, uh, like description word. Juicy's good. I love juicy. I love juicy. <laughs> oh my God. So today we've talked about all kinds of things. We've talked about body image stuff. We've talked about some of our, our, you know, interesting conversations in the world about how we're showing up for ourselves. We've talked a lot about the relationship with ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. And we've had an opportunity to celebrate some of the clients that we've had the privilege of working with. Mm -hmm. I know I keep telling you every time we talk about them, like the the babies (laughs) and they're not babies, but they're just, when I first started coaching with you, you called me your seedling. And to me, I, I just, I feel like I understand that so deeply now because depending on where you're at in your life, when you come to coaching, it does kind of feel like your little seedling. And we're just, we're here to help provide and guide to the right nutrients and the sunlight and the water and help you grow and nurture yourself. And it just, I get it. I get it. I love that metaphor, if you will. I love it. And I get it now. Well, and the other thing is, is a seedling grows into a giant tree and a giant tree has this magnificent ability to weather the seasons, to bend in the wind, to be present for everything around it, and to provide shade and love and beauty in being. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, you know, it's, I, it's, it's funny, because as you say that, I'm just like, oh my God, yeah, like that is, that's, that's it right? And, and we have that privilege of mentoring seedlings. Totally. Totally. It is such a privilege and honor. And although we also, we also mentor trees, let's be honest. Yeah. Right. Trees who have weathered some pretty heavy storms are also mentored. Um, yeah. So, and that's but okay. those are just beautiful journeys as well. Like, that's what I mean. Like, depending on where you show up or how you're showing up or where you are in your journey of life, like each experience is so incredibly unique and beautiful. And we're here to honor that always, always, always. And, and just like this podcast friends, like that's the point, right? The point of this podcast is to honor your journey in life and to remind you that your journey is uniquely yours. And that you have the right to shine mind, body, and spirit always, 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 always. Always. All right. I'm going to throw in one more. One more. All right, Caitlin, this has been awesome. Once again, I'm so glad that we could get together to be able to do a podcast with our audience. 
Um, it's always fun when we do it together. It just, we just flow, we just talk, we just have the combos and, um, and it's always awesome. So thank you again for coming in and being here. And also thank you for being a part of the perfectly imperfect team. Um, you know, you are an important part of our team and, um, you and I are a team and we, uh, we adventure, sister. We adventure. <laughs> Next stop, LA, um, for a presentation to a thousand women and, and, and young women and women, women from 12 to 112. So I think that we're going to have an amazing time there. Absolutely. We're going to be sprinkling your fairy dust and my sunshine everywhere. And if you all listening are from LA, we should maybe drop some details to maybe come check it out. Yes, we will drop details to check it out in the chat notes. Great idea. Thank you very, very much for that. Of course. And thank you for having me here. Thank you for joining me again. I love you. To our listeners, thanks for listening. Thank you for being you. Thank you for taking time and space for you to honor yourself in simply listening to this podcast. If you want more information about Shine, you can actually just go to perfectlyimperfect.wtf forward slash Shine. And there is all the information there and enrollment is ongoing. We'll see you on the inside, friends. Until next time, all the love. Thank you for listening, my friend. We are deeply grateful you chose to be here. I trust that this has invited you, even if in some small way, to deepen your awareness, befriend your inner critic, and raise your vibration. Please follow us, leave a review, and share this podcast with a friend. If you have any ideas or feedback, please reach out. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. You are loved.